0: Sluts and Scholars.
1: Thank you so much for joining us for another week of Sluts and Scholars. We hope you enjoy the episode. Remember that you can follow us and see all of our upcoming news and episodes on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and please email us with your questions and wonderings at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Is my squirt pee? How do I ask my partner to tie me up? What does the patriarchy have to do with the orgasm gap? We have questions, but we know some of your questions might be better. So please hit us up for our question and answer episode at slutsandscholars at gmail. Or you can slide into our DMs.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. We make your sex smarter and your smart
1: sexier. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week we have Steph Berman, who has worked in the women's reproductive health industry since 2004. And as a lesbian woman who sought to reproduce with her wife at home, knows firsthand the issues surrounding same-sex family planning. Her amazing creations, the Seamanette and Pop Dildo, are revolutionary ejaculating strap-on dildos that have won Techie.com's Editor Choice Lightning Bolt Award for Emerging Technology and have gotten industry nominations for Couple Sex Toy of the Year and Specialty Pleasure Product of the Year. Oh, my God. And most recently, congrats, Steph, they got the 2017 AVN Award for Best Pleasure Product Manufacturer. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Emphasis on the come. Thank cum. you. <laughs> so Thank I'm, you so much for having me. Oh, we're happy to have you. So I know people can find out some of this info on the website for Pop Dildo, but, um, uh, is it is Seamanet different from Pop Dildo or Seamanet became Pop Dildo? Seamanet became Pop Dildo. Seamanet
2: was the flagship uh, product that I launched with. Uh, it's been about five years now. So that was, um, you know, the first iteration of the product. And then as I sort of saw what the market wanted, mm-hmm. I, um, I actually ended up partnering with Fun Factory as my manufacturer and then... Uh, the evolution of the product. We did a little rebranding, renaming, and, and
0: therein is Pop Dildo. So let's just make sure our listeners understand, when we're saying the product, we're talking about a, a dildo that ejaculates, right? That is correct, yes. Is it a strap-on? It is. So you can
2: use it. I mean, it could be hand. It could be handheld. You can put it in a strap-on. I kind of when designing it, I tried to think of all of the little nuances that I didn't see in other ejaculating dildos. I mean, when I, you know, when I created or thought of the product, I mean, I, I always say I didn't reinvent the wheel here. However, I feel like I created and some different nuances that really set my product apart from any other squirting dildo that's on the market. I mean, you know, the evolution of sex toys, I mean, from when they were being made with you know, phthalates and TPR, all those Bad. terrible materials, yeah, shit. that are toxic. Exactly. You know, so the first step. There was actually no other at the time. Five years ago, there was really no other ejaculating dildo that was made with medical grade silicone. So that was an easy. You know, that was like a no brainer for me. Mm-hmm. And then the, some of the little nuances that that pop or the semenet at the time um, has that others do not. Um, so there's a chamber on the base of the toy. So mm-hmm. the tubing that's coming through the base, it actually lays flat. So, you know, as I was the person that was wearing the toy. Um, so for me, the comfort for me was, you know, was crucial and thinking about those types of things. Mm-hmm. And then the technology itself is actually, I have a, a full United States patent on the technology. So it was pretty, pretty awesome so when the I had that happen. It's the technology for the itself.
0: ejaculation.
2: Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's patented technology, So I just want to make it like, so let's say it's, you know, uh, you're wanting to use it to conceive, right? And so you go and you get your deposit out of the sperm bank or from your friend or wherever the sperm is coming from. And then you put it into the base. You put it into the
2: tubing. So there's
0: a tubing. uh, So without, yeah, so there's tubing.
2: There's a little custom tip that comes and that locks the tubing. So it is a little when you describing it um, is it sounds more a little more technical than it actually is. Mm -hmm. But um, I have an instructional video on the website that really like it shows exactly how to put it all together, how Mm -hmm. to draw the liquid in. So basically what I would suggest is you thread the tubing through, you put the tip into the tubing at the head of the dildo, put the tip into your liquid and use the little bulb on the the opposite end where the base would be. And yeah, how it- you draw the liquid up, and then you lock the tubing into place. Whoa. Get ready to strap it in or however you're going to use it. And then when you want to release the liquid, it's another squirt of the bulb, and there's your ejaculation. Whoa!
1: So how long? It's kind of like I feel like I should know this. It's like the modern
2: day turkey baster, basically. It's like the same thing, same (laughs) technology as like a a turkey baster and a syringe, but in a much better casing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a brilliant idea! You brilliant person. Seriously. Seriously.
1: And how? I feel like I should know this, but how long can like semen stay? Like, does it stay okay in that if you are using it for conception purposes? Like, how long can it stay in there? Like, is it okay going through the tubing? Like, how does that all work? All very
2: good questions. So my nickname actually is Sperm and Berman. little fun sperm fact for you. Sperm and Berman. Oh my God. Sorry,
1: we're Berman. not going to call you Berman. Steph anymore. We're just going to call you sperm. sperm and Berman.
2: You can call me Sperm Well, my business card is actually the shape of a sperm. So it's oh, like, oh, I <laughs> love that. it's so cute. <laughs> it's, it's legitimate. I'll, for most of my my high school life, uh, all of my friends thought that my family owned a sperm bank. And so the name <laughs> Sperm and Berman started back then. That's, that was my, uh, background in women's reproductive health. And <laughs> somehow, I don't know that being a, uh, inventor of an ejaculating dildo, it's somehow, It somehow this must've been my fate in some life. One hundred percent. so it, it all came together, but yes. Yeah, so to answer your question, um, Sperm, um, fresh sperm. So as my wife and I used, we used a known donor. He was a friend of ours. Um, so we would do like sperm drug deals and we would call him up. We'd like cross the border of to where he lived. <laughs> he was in a different state and we'd be like, yo, uh, you know, get ready. We just crossed the border and he would, you know, he would ejaculate in the cup for us. And um, so basically fresh sperm, so we would call him and then he would have the sample ready for us when we'd get there. And a couple times we would do the inseminations at their house. They would, like, set it up for us. Yeah, some brought, rose you know, petals I mean? and mood yeah. music. Exactly, sort of, not really. I mean, I can't even <laughs> begin to tell you the places that my wife and I have actually, like, tried inseminating. It's pretty hilarious. Please tell. <laughs> um, um, backseat of a car, we were on our way to a wedding, and, you know, ovulation, it doesn't stop for anyone. So we just had to, like, boom, it and get happens, it done. When it do it. Okay. I love you it. You got to do it. And yep, you just so had the sperm the on hand. Well, we would pick it up. We were on our way to the wedding. We picked it up at the donor's house, and then we just we, like we we did the insemination in the back of the car. The back oh, seat of the car. Oh, so you it was you I mean? find out
0: you're ovulating? <laughs> then you're like ovulation's happening. Got to yeah, do the sperm we're deal. Coming over. Go get the sperm. Inseminate. Yep. Exactly. So and this, this was, was prior like, to the pop to the existing. This was yield turkey baster. Well,
2: so the first couple of times, yes. So we, we tried with turkey basters and syringes and I being in the women re, women's reproductive health industry had access to some more medical type devices mm-hmm. that I knew how to use at home. So not everyone would have access to that, but I happened to. But even those, like none of our experiences with those, you can imagine. Like, you know, there's nothing, we made it as fun as possible. We made it as, you know, sexy as possible, but it's like, The whole thing with, you know, I'm going to try to set the stage for you. Like one of the inseminations we did, I had like a a syringe. I needed a flashlight, a speculum, like all these things. I didn't have enough hands. And I was like laughing with my wife about it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't have enough hands to do all this. So I really went to the store and I bought a headlamp. Yeah, so 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 smart. I had a headlamp on as my flashlight. I had like you know, the sperm friendly lube over on the left and then like the sperm on the right. And then we're laughing. I like squirted a little bit of the sperm out of, um, the syringe that we were using, like onto her leg. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I just totally you like wasted your baby. Like, and I just like <laughs> jizzed all over your leg. But, you know, like, not, not even intentionally, you know what I mean? So it was like, we, we, we had fun with it, but at the same time, I knew there was so much more that could be for the experience for us mm. and just being able to have, you know, like for to give my wife an orgasm, you know what I mean, at the end of all of it. And there yeah. are, is some science that says that having an orgasm when you're in, yeah, it it home, sucks it actually, it up. exactly. It makes the cervical os pulsate, mm-hmm. serves as like a vacuum almost. So there is some science around that. So, you know, trying to give your wife an orgasm when you're wearing a headlamp and you just like squirted sperm all over her leg is like really not the the... Ideal scenario for Just that. It sounds like so, camping. It's <laughs> camping. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, again, back to the whole question about the, the vitality of the sperm. Yeah. Yeah. So, fresh sperm is stable at room temperature for up to 12 hours.
1: So, whoa. That's ideally, like very good to know and kind of scary. <laughs> I'm
2: like, it is. It, honestly, I, and actually, and fresh sperm can live in the vaginal cavity for three to five days. Yeah, this it is can how eat I feel like a lot of there. whoopsies happens because people are like, oh, I'm not ovulating or I'm not, you know, I'm not ovulating for like another week. We're all good, but. But it can hang out there. It can totally hang out there. So yeah. So frozen sperm is, protocol is completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, But fresh sperm, stable for up to 12 hours at room temperature and can live in the, in the vaginal cavity for three to five days. Whoa, that's so
0: cool. So you like get your fresh sperm and you can like just, it just chills for a little bit. Not chill. Totally. Room temperatures. <laughs> room
1: temperatures for a little, <laughs> for
0: a little bit till till whenever whenever the mood is happening, whenever the moment's happening, and then exactly. and then you. But so you pick when the ejaculation happens, right?
2: Yes. So as the person wearing it, you have, or even if you're not wearing it, you're holding it. Whoever has you can have control over the bulb. So even if I were a single woman and I wanted to inseminate myself, Mm. I could
0: 100% do that. Uh, When do you, like, what, when you were using it, like, why did you like, now? Um, you know,
2: it's like, you kind of, I wouldn't say there's like one specific moment. I feel like it's based on person to person, couple to couple, like you're in the heat of the moment. It's like, okay, this feels like the right time to, you know, essentially to, to climax. Like yeah. this is your sort of peak moment here. So, um, you know, I feel like it's all, it's different for every, for every individual's experience is going to be different. I know for us, it was kind of like, you know, again, in the, in the moment, it just sort of felt like, totally. okay, this was it. And then like the she build up for my partner and all that, you know, like reaching orgasm and
1: it just, it kind of, it's, it's essentially mimicking what heterosexual couples do. So while we love that you have it available for contraceptive purposes, you know, obviously for us and Conception for our Conception purposes. Oh, I'm not sorry, con- not yeah. contraception. No. Wow. <laughs> Concep- no, for Conception. For perceptive for- 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 purposes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me rephrase that. While you have it to help people get pregnant, um, we also like to talk about, you know, things and sex just being for pleasure. So it sounds like people can use it, obviously, even if they're not trying to conceive a child. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> and tell, tell me why I mean yeah. I know why but why would people out there want to use this like why do people like and need this
2: so many different ways to use this I mean that's actually one of the things that I love about the product is when I talk about it with different people I can sort of when I describe it I can see their wheels turning and they're like "Ooh, I could put that in there or I could do this with it I have um put what a, in there? A, a- yeah
1: what's the weirdest thing you've heard someone put in there <laughs>
2: Well, I actually I was so I was just gonna share. There's um there's a girl, she shoots content and she does a ton of point of view shots and she puts glitter lube <gasps> into the dildo and does glitter lube shots with it all the time. Wow So that's like her thing. So yeah, she's got like the slate gray, and like you can see like all the glitter on the on the. Sorry, dildo I'm having and- like
0: PTSD from this time. I got a yeast infection from I think all natural glitter that was just made of starch, and I got the worst yeast
1: infection of my life. Well, it's good okay. not to f- knowing your body and what you need. I mean, I don't that know. That still what sounds you think, beautiful. Steph, like, I would love to see yeah. the the glitter. Not lube. putting the glitter lube inside of you, but doing a cum shot somewhere else with the glitter. Yes, the glitter cum. So I
0: think.
2: They do a lot of like, um, you know, like blowjob
1: scenes and like facials with it. So I don't know if
2: it's going into the vagina necessarily. Oh, okay. But Thanks. Like, you know, it's like kind of face. like the, I'm thinking like unicorn obsession, you know, glitter and all that. <laughs> <laughs> all that
1: good stuff. Oh I my God. It. You could even put on your head like a, like a unicorn. You totally
2: could. And, and again, that's like kind of the, the fun part about it. I've heard people put like you take this, you could even have this on like a bachelorette party and put vodka in it if you wanted to, and just squirt it into people's
0: mouths. You so know what I mean? How how much liquid can it take at once?
2: So I have a small bulb that comes with the toy itself, mm-hmm. which is a smaller amount of fluid. I would say probably max amount of fluid in that is probably one to two milliliters.
0: Okay, and oh then wow. Have, yeah, small, and that's then like I less, have that's like a that's like a teaspoon, less than a teaspoon. Yeah. Well, that's really.
2: For insemination purposes,
0: all you need.
2: That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, Oof. surprisingly, the little bulb does give a good squirt. But <laughs> if you really, for like pleasure purposes, mm-hmm. if you want like the more exaggerated, like volcano squirt, yeah. we have a, a larger bulb option. That one holds, I think, like twenty ml ml's L- or something Whoa, like that. Whoa, that's like a tablespoon and a half. I'm having right? so
0: many like,
1: ideas of like what I can do with this in my mind. It's, a, it's like guys, French fries. It's, here's your
0: ketchup. Okay, oh <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And that's like, that's the beauty of it is you really can
2: get so creative. Chocolate sauce. I was just put, thinking
1: that on your Sunday in someone's mouth all over their body.
2: Yeah, Exactly. So, or lube, um, you know, lube. We actually just launched. It'd be so um, we smart. Partnered, lube. Yeah. Partnered with liquid and we came out with a custom lube called pop lube. So it looks like cum, but it's, um, it's got the awesome features. This liquid has. So it's, um, it's, a uh, hybrid lube so it's got the uh, you know Wait, the that's so because awesome.
0: yeah. like a lot of time like if you're using a strap-on you have to have to like you're using like a re-lube. water-based lube so you have to like stop and re-lube but yep. you can just like squirt and re-lube like you don't have to like exit
2: exactly and it could be a self-lubricating toy as well exactly
0: Oh my gosh, I
1: love that. Sperman, you're so brilliant. And so, (laughs) Sperman, I love it. So it reminds me of, was that Bad Santa where his name's Thurman Merman? I've never seen that. Have you seen that, Steph?
2: I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to know. We were actually just looking at Christmas movies this afternoon
1: for my kids. Oh, this is not a a kid one. This is an adult adult kids movie. (laughs) Okay, good (laughs) to know. Well, it depends how old your kids are and how open you are with them. Um, cause I, I, I would maybe show it to my children, like if I had them, but some people wouldn't. Mm. So mm, you know, I'll yeah, let, I'll let you ass. make the call. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They're young. We'll so, wait a couple of years for that. So, so it looks like cum. Well, I was going to say, what's the best way to make fake cum? If, Ooh, yeah. Like, what do you recommend? Like when in your testing? What do you, Berman Merman. <laughs> I mean, <it> spermin, <laughs> spermin, What do you make for your fake semen?
0: Um, you know, I've done
2: like the whole egg white thing and, um, egg white. what is it like egg white? And I think there's a little bit of, I don't want to say olive oil, but there's, I haven't made fake cum in a while. I'm not going to lie. Cause now you have this um, liquid. Yeah. I have, I have high quality lubes that are my go-to instead. Um, I have a recipe on the website, I believe for a fake, uh, I mean for a, a homemade cum. Cool. And then there's also... Uh, some people use again I wouldn't suggest putting this into your vaginal cavity but piña colada like mixed juice whatever it is it kind of looks like it has ah. that um, creamy milky sort of stuff Whoa. so good like,
1: good for a come shot on the face but not good for inside don't of it. your Don't put it in ex- vagina if exactly. you are a person who has a vagina Exactly you kind of you know you just have to use your common sense like are you going to
2: put chocolate sauce in your vagina probably not you <laughs> no. not the best Decision, no but- don't put
0: chocolate <laughs> sauce in your vagina listeners right but if you're gonna do like you know uh,
2: uh like a cum shot on the on the boobs or the mm-hmm. face or whatever like yeah go knock yourself knock yourself oh out my with it god so how yeah, and then there's the pegging community super mm-hmm. big for that so you can actually have like the realistic finish now you could come on somebody's back if you want like so that's very been a cool. very—we've uh, got a lot of positive feedback from that community. The transgender community has been huge for gender affirmation yeah. and being able to have something, again, that gives you that really realistic finish. So it's been—it's It's. really—I it's, I, I love that I had this one intention for the product, and then it's blossomed into all of these Absolutely. awesome sex-positive things.
1: Whether Whether it's a personal story or for folks who have used the product— have you noticed or have they noticed a difference with how they feel when they're able to simulate or come by using this? Like, does it, what kind of power or what kind of feelings Mm. does that evoke?
2: I think most people, I mean, uh, speaking from the, you know, the ones that have shared with their experiences with me, Mm -hmm. um, I did a podcast about uh, there's uh, a woman who's like pegging that's, that's like her, her life. Um, And so she was, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right? I know, not bad. Not bad life choice there. Um so she, so she was saying how she's been searching for years for something that would enable her to have that that finish. And I do think, you know, she explained how it gives that that extra, you know, like there's power, there's, you know, the power involved in pegging to begin with, but then being able to have that real finish and and have that experience mm-hmm. has been You know, it's kind of been a game changer for people that are looking for that. And I think for, again, the other big community, uh, the other two that come to mind are the transgender community, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being able to, you know, to feel like you're having that ejaculation experience, whether it's for a blowjob or for sex. You know, there's just something about that being able to uh, reproduce that feeling that you wouldn't be able to before yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, giving that positivity to your your confidence, your body, the yeah. whole experience. And then even for men with erectile dysfunction, um, that's been another community where, you know, there's so much, I think men, you know, it, when men struggle with that, I think that there is, there's obviously shame around it and embarrassment, but there doesn't have to be, you know, like you can have, it doesn't, you know, toys are meant to be fun and add spice to the bedroom and all of that. And I've had many couples that have, you know, emailed me and been like, you know, I was so embarrassed about this before. And now, like, being able to pleasure my wife and, or my partner and have that, that finish and mm. see her, you know, get off on that and have her have the feeling of, um, you know, coming inside of her. You know, all these different yeah, things. Yeah, that, that's it's a just, big
1: thing. I'm imagining folks who like prostate discordant. cancer. Oh, yeah. oh so pro- yeah. I said prostate cancer and Simone said serodiscordant, which can you explain what that is? Yeah, Sarah. I'm. I, I apologize for if I'm pronouncing it wrong. There. But um, when the
0: status, uh, like the HIV status of partners, is different, so if one is positive and one is negative, um, yep. you still want to be able to have the experience of like having someone come inside you. I could imagine that would be really, really rewarding and like uh, bonding.
2: Exactly. And I have again, like that was a community. I I had never even heard of the word Saratis coordinate, and then I got an email randomly one day from someone who said that, um, you know, him and his partner were mixed status and telling me about how, uh, you know, that this toy was going to be life-changing for them. So just to have, Mm. even if it's just one, you know, one or two people or however many it is, just to hear those experiences. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I, I love what I do.
1: Yeah. How did you decide to, I mean, I know you were going through this experience, it sounds like with your wife and wanting to to share that experience at home together as opposed to making it clinical. Um, how did you decide to make this like a public thing? Sounds like so much work it, went into this.
2: It, it did, but at the same time, like I, it kind of all sort of fell in my lap a little bit. I don't want to say that it fell in my lap as if it was easy, but at the same time, you know, I, when I thought of the product again, initially my only vision was, same-sex couples looking to conceive. I went to an AVN show. I knew nobody. I walked around and then I went to X Biz the following year and I started, you know, talking to people about it and mm-hmm. talking to um, you know, buyers for retail chains. And they were like, Steph, there's there's really nothing like this that has, you know, these unique qualities and the quality that you have that that exists. And like mm. there's so many other communities besides what your target market is that could benefit from it. And I was like, well shit, then I need to I need to do
1: something about that, you know? So Yeah, there sounds I like started, there's such a need. I mean there is such a need.
2: Yeah. So that's honestly, I never even thought of the product for anything other than making babies until I started, you know, branching out into the into the So homo
0: normative uh, of you.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Homo normative. Lesbonormative. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just it really kind of all just fell into place it was one of those
0: things it was the right time the right product and yeah here it is what's next or is it just the pop dildo as existing and just kind of uh you know finessing it
2: um so pop pop dildo is is sort of you know that's the original uh well it's not the original original but it's the original now um my next goal is to make a softer version of the toy. So um, the toy right now, it is a bit girthy. Um, So some of uh, my female audience, uh, especially for those gold star lesbians that want to use this, are saying, you know, it's a little bit too girthy as a starter. Hmm. I want to make something that's a little bit more adaptable to Mm -hmm. more people. So one of those things would be a smaller shape. And then the other is, like I said, softer silicone. So I want to make something that might even be able, I'm not going to call it a pack and play, but I'm going to oh, call wow. it, I'm going to call it the pop and play. So pop you can. Play. Pop so and play. Pop
0: and play, yeah. I just want to define a few things for our listeners. First of all, Gold Star Lesbian is a lesbian who's never had sex with a penis, right? Yes, Like correct. a fresh penis. And um, pack, and, pack play. and play is, I think you should explain I'm, I'm. I'm worried I'm not going to do it right. You want me to explain it? Go for it. So a pack and
2: play or a packer would be something that, for uh, me as a female with uh, female sex organs, I could wear as a, a phallus. Um, I could strap it on or you know wear it in a harness, and it would mimic as a penis. And I could put it and essentially pack it in underwear. Right. Even when so you're I not having sex, you can just like wear it around. around. Yeah, exactly. And then it could be used to go right into sex if I wanted, or sometimes people will switch out their everyday uh, packer into mm-hmm. something else for play. So, um, yes, yeah, so my idea is to be able to kind of incorporate both, being able to pack, but also being able to go right into play and have the ejaculation feature. Wow, it's
1: like an all-in-one. I'm having an idea of the mechanism, and I, I forgot what it's called, but that folks with... Um, uh, you know, f- true physical erectile dysfunction use, not just like psychological the pumps. called erectile, the, not just the pump, but it's, um, I forgot what it's called, but it literally is like you have a, a bar type thing in your penis that you can um, extend oh. and have um, it be extended um, when you're ready to have intercourse or play around. And so I wonder if you had that in there so you could put it up and it would down. Just like snap to
0: attention. Hmm. Yeah. Pop when it to attention.
1: Exactly. It very interesting. But they're you know, they're bendable or there's that new vibrator. Um we love mystery vibe because they gave us a bunch of free samples, but mystery vibe that you can bend in all shapes. Ah. Oh yeah, are, yeah. Yeah. But you have to promise if you make it that you send us one. <laughs>
2: <Perfect>. <laughs> two. I mean two. <laughs>
1: Maybe there's some collaboration
2: there. You guys will be first on the list, of the course. The Scholars <laughs> pop and play. Pop and play. Yeah. Yes. And then, I mean, you know, I, I have tons of ideas for other iterations of how I could use the technology. I mean, mm. I'd love to make a double-sided dildo that ejaculates.
0: Yes! Whoa. Sorry, Google. I was
2: really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's all about, I mean, you know, cash is king, as they say, so... I mean, I've been doing this on my own for—basically, I had one investor um, in the very beginning that got got me started and got my feet off the ground. And ever since then, it's been me boot- bootstrapping this thing on my own. So, um, wow. you know, it's um, a big yeah, investment.
0: So you said you just had one investor. And I'm really curious about this because I've noticed that there's a lot—it's like I, L.A. doesn't have a single lesbian bar. And, like, San Francisco's lesbian <laughs> bar shut down. And it's, like, really hard to, like, have— get money into, like, what is considered a lesbian-specific product, whether that's a bar or a sex toy or whatever. And it's just fucked up and wrong. And so I'm curious if you've noticed a salient difference between, like, either investment interest or distribution interest from when you went from presenting this as a toy for lesbian couples wanting to conceive to, like, oh, other... For all people. For all people.
2: Um... From investor standpoint, I mean, you know, walk into a room with like, you know, men in, and women in suits and, um, you know, angel investors and VCs talking about dildos is a little bit of a tough sell to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I, my first investor, I mean, he had had nothing to do with the industry. Um, I was introduced to him by a, a family friend and he was like, hesitant at the start, didn't really see, you know, that saw, like, you know, got the idea and he didn't actually invest until my wife got pregnant the first time. I called him and I said, I said, Hey, I said, just to let you know, this shit works like this is for real. (laughs) And he was like, he's like, done. Let's do this.
1: So what do you, what do you tell your kids now about how we haven't had that
2: conversation yet because my kids are only my son is a year and a half oh, okay. and my daughter's three and a half. <laughs> oh so we haven't had to talk about dildos yet. Yeah, a little um, early. Little early. My daughter, you know, my daughter when she was two, she was like, "Who's my dad?" You know, she was very young and and very perceptive in knowing that she had two moms. So mm-hmm. I know it's coming. Um, literally and figuratively speaking, um, that <laughs> that that question is 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 I'm sure right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you but, respond yeah, I to mean, the, who's my
0: dad question?
2: We, I mean, it honestly caught us so off guard. We just flat out told her, we were like, you know, this is who your, your dad is. And we have a great relationship with him and his family. Like one of the things I can say to, um, for, for anyone that's thinking about doing home insemination using a known donor, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we did legal contracts and we did all of the things that, you know, were necessary for, you know. Uh, child parental rights and all that, but there is something to be said for having, like, the the blended family that we do and, you know, mm. having Christmas and seeing, you know, my daughter has three grandmas and, you know, three grandpas and this huge family around. Oh, so, so the donor's very them. involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Actually, we just saw him the other day. I mean, he watches the kids. Sometimes he'll babysit when we want to go on a trip. I mean... Wow. His mother was, like, you know, was our babysitter for a couple days a week, you know, when the kids were younger. I mean, yes, Whoa. super involved. Does he have children, like, separately from th- these ones? He does not. He is—so he is a gay man. Um, oh. He he was in a relationship, not anymore, but um, he—so he's a, a gay man, and he has his own relationship. So we're not, like—we're not co-parenting by any means, mm-hmm. um, but we—we— we, Still, like we sort of looked at it as we wanted our kids to, you know, know their full genetic makeup, have that sense of identity for themselves. So that's what worked for us. Yeah, what a beautiful
1: blended family.
2: Thank you. It's it's, honestly, it's so awesome. And so I know there's a lot of people that get worried about doing the known donor route versus, and again, it's so specific to what people want. Some people want anonymous, like they don't ever want their kids to know. And that's cool, too. You know, like that's what works for them. I just, for my own experience, having like the the family that we do, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about it.
1: Um, you said something earlier that I really would love to touch on, and I, I feel like I have a lot of friends who are trying to have children and trying to conceive. Um, And I know you said, you know, some of it obviously is technical and there is planning around, Mm -hmm. you know, who's ovulating when and like, you know, the sperm and when are we getting the sperm and whatever it is. Um, And, you know, people are doing it through different sometimes treatments and IVF. How did you still try to make it sexy and intimate and pleasurable? Because I feel like it can become so clinical and so rigid that sometimes I feel like people's bodies don't even let them get pregnant because they're so anxious about mm. the birth stuff and they're not enjoying it. And that like almost inhibits conception.
2: Such a good point. Um, so I actually did a, a talk about this, um, a couple months ago and I was, it was just talking about how, uh, it's not just for same sex couples. I mean, straight couples too. They're, when you're trying to conceive it's like, okay, this is the day. We have to have sex. This day, this day, this day, this day. And it really does. It takes the spontaneity out of things. It takes, you know, romance. It's like everything it's just becomes- A lot becomes, of pressure. Yeah, it's pressure. It's like feels stressful. It's almost like it's, you know, like you're your only focused. And that, as you said, like stress is like the number one reason. If you don't have a medical condition- that can prohibit you from conception. So that's one of the Mm. things that I talk about a lot. And I think a big thing is communication. You know, when my partner and I were going through this and the first, you know, the first six tries that we did with turkey basters and syringes, like they weren't easy. You know what I mean? It was, you know, because we didn't have, even though we were doing it at home. Yeah. Like (laughs) it was, it was just, you know, it was what it was. It wasn't you know we sort of got lost in the mechanics in, in the yeah in the mechanics of it and having something where it's you know a lot of same sex couples have already used strap-ons you know what i mean it's not reinventing the wheel here so it kind of there's still always going to be that pressure i'm not going to say that it's not especially if you're using frozen sperm that costs you you know 300 400 bucks a pop like that's there's going to be some pressure but at least I don't know. For me, I don't know if my experience was different from my wife's who, you know, she was receiving the sperm. So it may have been a little bit different for her, but mm-hmm. for me, it almost felt like the pressure was, was more because I was the one, you know, that was doing the job of getting the sperm where it needed to go. And, um, you know, before the toy, it was like, shit, did I get it into the right spot? And, and, you know, did I do okay? Mm. Did you feel anything? with the, with the dildo, I was so in the moment of like connecting with my partner. Yeah. I, I didn't really even think of those things. You know, I wasn't thinking like, oh my God, is, is, is the sperm coating her cervix? You know, like I wasn't thinking about the the (laughs) mechanic of it. (laughs) Which I guess is sexy to some people, but not to most. I was thinking about, awesome, my wife's going to have an orgasm. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what it was all about. And so I just think, you know, there's going to be, there's, it's hard not to get stuck in the, some of the mechanics because yeah, you have to test your ovulation and that requires, you know, peeing on a stick for a week before you're going to ovulate or, you know, those things you can't really avoid, but you can also just try to make them fun and, you know, make, make it a fun situation as opposed to being so like monotonous and routine and like, oh, you know, like must do stick now, you know, just like kind of, it is what it is. Yeah. Try uh-huh. to try to have fun with it. And that's what I love about pop too, is that you can, you could go to a hotel room for the night if you wanted to, you know? Yeah. You could do something different, take yourself out of your, your usual stressful environment and go do something, go have a night out
1: on the town. You know, you, that's, you can sort of make it what you want. I'm imagining yeah, like pretending that. the, the, your partner is a different person and with, like, a different penis. Like, it's a different penis. <laughs> and you're like, oh, let me meet this stranger at the hotel. and like, <laughs> this is their penis. And their yep. jizz looks like rainbow sparkles. <laughs> if that tickles oh, your Nicoletta. fancy, then, you know. <laughs> or I just planned too. my oh next weekend. Oh, my gosh, Sperman,
0: this has been so informative. I have two more questions for you before we have to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, both of which I it. think are extremely important. My first question is, is it dishwasher safe?
2: Yes, it is. The toy is dis- dishwasher Whoa! safe. The- so the components of the toy are meant to, I designed it so they're not, you don't have to reuse them. Um, again, that was one of the features in other products where like the tubing is glued literally into the, the shaft mm-hmm. of the toy. So if
1: you want to share it with other partners.
2: Yeah, like how would you feel comfortable cleaning that properly, especially if you're using something like sperm? Yeah. So yeah. with my product, if you are using sperm, we, when you buy the toy, you get three tubes, three tips, you get uh, replacement parts. Oh,
0: wow. Anything.
2: Yeah, so anything that comes in direct contact with the sperm that's not dishwasher safe, you're going to get a replacement of. And then you can buy replacement parts if you run through the three. If you're using it for just pleasure and like lube, I think you could totally soak the tubes in like hot water and soap and Use rinse them out. I feel. Yeah, exactly. I'd feel much more comfortable with that. But it's designed for those that are doing this with the more medical intent in mind to be. Uh, re- uh, excuse me, uh, throw them away and use something fresh every time.
1: Wow, Amazing. that's awesome.
0: That's so yeah. cool.
2: And then, But yes, toy is dishwasher safe for sure. Very cool.
0: And then my other question is, and this is something that we like to talk about with a lot of our guests on Fluts Scholars, is I don't know what you were doing prior to being a sex toy innovator, the intrepid <laughs> individual that you are, but I'm curious if you can speak to differences in the way that you feel like you've been perceived or judged. Um, by being in kind of this like sex adjacent, sex, no, not sex adjacent, like sex space for your job?
2: So for me, I was very fortunate before I was doing this. I, I worked for my family business. Um, I worked for, uh, it was a, well, it is a women's reproductive health company. That does what? So we distributed. So this is going to kind of bring it all full circle here. So I spent 15 years with my family business. We are a marketing and distribution company that distributes catheters for couples that are doing IVF and embryo transfers. Oh, Oh, okay. So I less sex adjacent, but
0: less fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that was basically helping couples get pregnant in the very, you know, in the medical sense, doing the very, you know, expensive. Artificial inseminations with doctors, embryo transfers. So I was like a a background on this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I had this whole fifteen years background of being in that space, and then when it came time for my wife and I, it was like, holy shit! There's there's nothing that exists that's like not, you know, for us that was affordable. And that was going to provide us the intimacy and privacy. I didn't want a doctor, you know, knocking up my wife. You know what I mean? You're going to knock up your experience. wife, goddammit. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if anyone's going to get my wife pregnant, it's, it's going to be me. <laughs> so that was um, that was my background. So I didn't work. I didn't have like the typical office nine to five. And I would say, you know, that was a blessing. And for me going into this industry, I've been super fortunate to be surrounded by people that are very supportive and positive about what I've done, what I do, sharing my experience. I mean, my wife is a, uh, she works um, in a special ed department. So she is, this is like completely, like, so my wife would be vanilla and I'd be like, you know, rainbow sprinkles with M&Ms and all, you know, like completely, <laughs> oh, yeah. completely different paths In career but she's been so supportive in letting me share our our story together um she happens to be a more private person but she understands that like it's so important for me to share our story and educate people about this option that exists and not just again for people that are inseminating but for all of these communities that can benefit from the product. Yeah, that makes
0: total sense because so many sex toys, I think, up until relatively recently, like, have just been made by, like, men.
1: Yeah, it's like some white guy.
0: And so it's, like, so important that the people that are using it are the ones designing Mm -hmm. it, and for you to be able to share your experience about it. And that it worked and was a positive experience. is just, I think, so important.
2: I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. That's, you know? (laughs) I
1: love it. Steph, That's- thank you so much for joining us. This has been so amazing.
2: Oh, it's my, been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been uh, a lot of fun to chat with you both.
0: I'm sure our listeners are very thirsty to find out how they can find you and add information about POP on the internet. What can they do? They can find um, Facebook.
2: is uh, So for all of our social media, it's still our handles are uh, at the Seamanette on Twitter and uh, the Seamanette on Facebook um you can find a pop dildo on instagram and then our website is www.popdildo.com
1: Ugh.
0: i the love dream. that you use the
1: word thirsty i just imagined like
0: i was thinking you know getting
1: drinking this, from this that's, from, that's exactly from why i said thirsty oh good that's <laughs> how was i was like pun. i was am fully, thirsty for fully the intended, pop dildo it was fully intended penile pun it was such great Such a good way to end things. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for joining us. This has been another week of Sluts and Scholars. If you want to find out what we're doing and listen to our episodes, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can listen to us pretty much wherever you get your podcast needs met. So iTunes, Google Play stitcher you can find us on instagram at sluts and scholars and on twitter at sluts scholars and we always love to hear from you and there will be a question and answer episode coming up soon by request so you can email us at sluts and scholars at gmail and thanks again for steph berman aka sperman berman we love sperman. we love pop <laughs> dildo so thank you again and we'll see you next time
0: Bye.